Hi there, Ryan here, and you're listening to the podcast version of the radio show Fastlane, which is broadcast 4 to 6 every Monday on Cork City Community Radio. Now, as you can tell by the title of the podcast, we had a very big show. So as you can tell from the title, we obviously interviewed Brendan Brown, the lead singer of Wheatus, the artist who wrote and performed the song Teenage Dirtbag. Yes, that massive song, Teenage Dirtbag. We interviewed about the song, about his music career, and what it's like having a song that big. Now, at the time of the show, it was pre-budget in Ireland. So Ireland's budget was released on the 10th of October, and we had a pre-budget special where we spoke to various different unions about their opinions on the budget. Uh, we also have, obviously, great chat with Amanda Problem here, and also great music. And like always, all the music is edited out due to copyright reasons. And if you want to listen to the show live, you can do that by going to Cork City Community Radio every Monday, 4 to 6 and press the listen live button or if you live in Cork City itself you can listen to us on 100.5 FM now please enjoy this week's show driving down the bypass to have a laugh it's Fast Lane with Ryan Jones and Sean Collins the 9th of October that means you're listening to Fast Lane on Cork City Community Radio with me Ryan Jones and of course me Sean Collins hello there that was Thunderbirds you listened to earlier I don't know what's happening with your intros man what's wrong with it last week was Matilda yeah and now Thunderbirds yeah that's an issue of it What's happened to us? Thunderbird is a good song. Do you know why it's generally? Busted played the Dublin Arena over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And they played the song. I went, oh, this is very good. No, no, right. No, we're not. We shouldn't be playing Thunderbirds as the intro to a drive time show. What? No, why? why well, should... you know what? Maybe, maybe Thunderbirds more so than Matilda. No, do you know why we should do Thunderbirds? They're fast. And what's the show? Fast Lanes, Talk City, Community Radio. Oh, no. It's just gone five past four. Oh, and yeah. we have... And we normally say this, but generally, today, we have such a big show. Oh, yeah. It's a madness. It's massive. Like, let, we'll just talk about the second hour. So, the second mm-hmm. hour is going to be what I'm going to call a budget special. So, budget as we know, special. the budget, That's... you may not know, actually. I don't. Uh, the budget will be released tomorrow at one o'clock, and there's been much speculation. So, we're going to be talking to various different um, organisations and unions about their opinion on the budget. We're talking to at five o'clock the Cork City Chamber Alliance and for their month their new monthly slot be the mm-hmm. student union. But we'll talk about that as well. Um, but what do we have in the first half, Sean? We've done a bit of a craziness here, Ryan. We have. We've we've pulled it off. It's something I've been working on for, for quite a while. You have. Uh, we have the singers of Teenage Dirtbag, the band Wheatus. I know. They'll be on at half past four, the lead singer Brendan Brown. Exactly, it's very exciting. So tune in for half past four if you want to hear us talk about teenage dirtbag. I feel you're a bit of a teenage dirtbag. I'm a teenage dirtbag. The but definition of it is very confusing, but I feel like you're one. Well, we're going to talk about it, about yeah. it, when about the song and mm-hmm. other things as well. Oh because yeah, it would be rude not to. Yeah, it would be a bit weird. But it is a very busy show lined up, so please do stay tuned. And you can get involved in the show by texting in at 085 124 1616. That's 085 124 1616. We are live till 6 o'clock. But before we start the show, 
I do just want to... We just want to give... Uh, we will start on a serious note. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're very serious on this show. We are indeed. Wait Budget to, and everything. Budget serious. And a lot. But we do actually want to congratulate somebody. So, oh, yeah. For anyone listening, actually, before the show started, you would have heard, um, we have a... If you listen to a show, you'll know that any idents, jingles or stings we do, yep. we have somebody who does the voice. Just to give a quick sample of one of the stings that we have. Driving down the bypass to have a laugh, it's Fast Lane with Ryan Jones and Sean Collins. So that oh. voice there is the voice of David Nelligan. He's a good oh, yeah. friend of mine and Sean's. Uh, yeah. He did the Rager course that we did together. Mm-hmm. That's how we met. We bonded um, over it. Yep. And many hours on documentaries. Exactly. <laughs> Me and we, you know, we had a good relationship with David, and he does he does some work for us, including voiceover work. Yeah. But good news for David. Very good news. On Friday. What was held the Imro Radio Awards. Mm-hmm. So, for those who don't know, they're basically Oscars in the radio industry. Yeah, like pretty much. Every radio station goes there yeah. and they they get they nominated win. awards. Yeah. Yeah. News Talk won National Station of the Year. Um, mm-hmm. Claire FM won Local Station of the Year. Yeah. You have best DJs, best all that stuff. Best music shows, best all music that. Best music shows, uh, best features, best news pieces. But David there won the Gay Byrne Newcomer of the Year Award. Oh. Which is a massive award to win, a really good award to start to get and start your career. Very mm. prestigious. So we just want to say, well done, Dave and Elegant. Thank you. You deserve it. And please keep doing our voiceover work for I'm free. I'm so Thank happy we much. got him before he gets like a big head with him from winning an Imro. And he's like, yeah. oh no, it's actually 67 euro. Yeah, no, I've sort of guaranteed he's still going to do it for free. For so we're all words. fine. I did a good little bit of negotiation. <laughs> So anyway, we should kick on with the show, I reckon, because yeah, we, again, cool. have a lot to get through. Yeah, we do. So let's start with this week's uh, top three Irish charts. So if oh, you're yeah. a regular show, you know that every week, me and Sean like to count down the top three songs of the year in the Irish charts, mm-hmm. of the week even, in the, the Irish week, charts. Of the year. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just so... Fuzzled. Amateur hour. <laughs> you're, you're just in awe of David, that's what's happening. That's a problem. See, I'll, if, I'll, never, get, I'll never get a gay button you can rewards. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Anyway, so so this goes this week's number three. It's a new entry. It's called "Strangers" by Kanye Grace, and this is this week's number three. Stay tuned for more from Cork City. <laughs> Driving down the bypass to have a laugh, it's Fast Lane with Ryan Jones and Sean Collins. Thank you there, Ava Max, Sweet But a Psycho, and maybe we'll be talking to her later on, who knows? But who are we talking to later on? Definitely, it'll be Wheatus, yes. fifth Brendan from Wheatus, mm-hmm. in 15 minutes, so please stay tuned for that. Oh yeah, it's going to be a good interview. It's going to be good. I, I put so much effort into it. I know, yeah. Absolutely. I always put effort into my interviews, but yep. this one has a special place in my heart. I'm a fan. And Sean's scared, because we'll ask. <laughs> I'm some... scared of Ryan, yes. I will be respectful. I don't doubt you. I think you're going to be respectful in your mind. Yeah. And it scares me what that means. I just want to know about Teenage Dirtbag. I know you want to know. You're. I know you have a strange obsession about what is Teenage Dirtbag. What is Teenage Dirtbag? Oh, God. Good luck, Brendan. 50 minutes. We'll find out. Oh, no. Anyway, oh, no. should we should we pass some time while with? Yeah, it's time to test Ryan with Sean's quiz. Thank you, Gabe. 
no, that wasn't Gay Burn. But thank right. you, Gay Burn winner. Thank you, newcomer of the year, Gay Burn winner, David Nelligan, for that introducing was... us into the quiz. You deserve more respect than that intro. You do. To be fair, the fader wouldn't go down there. Yeah. Sorry, David. Sorry, David. We're not on your level, man. Yeah. <laughs> As we talk about how successful David is, we're having a stinker while yeah. it's happening. Yeah. I've noticed that. As we say how great David is, we're just having a stinker. I think we're like fangirling over David. I know. Like, I'm I'm slightly obsessed with David now. He is great. I want, I want to bring him on the show and get a picture with him. I'll try to get him on the show. Oh, we should. Well, I tried. Have we? Yeah. I, tried. Oh, the time I, you missed No, I tried to get him as a guest host a few times, but like, he's... He's too, he's, he's too good for us. He's too busy being successful. Yeah, he's too busy <laughs> winning awards. Who's he think he is, man? We almost won awards of him once, and we didn't, and we shouted <laughs> at people. Yeah, we heckled an entire award show. Great, that. Anyway. David was involved in that, though. I'm not blaming that just on us. That wasn't just our fault. That was that was newcomer. He started it. That it was wasn't just newcomer of the year. <laughs> let's ruin his reputation now. <laughs> yeah, let's destroy it now before it gets let's a chance do to the quiz. To do, do the anything. quiz. We okay, set, here we go. Here we, we go. We ruined David's career. Right. Which fashion designer reportedly had a relationship with Winston Churchill? Oh. If you get this wrong after that noise. If it's Hugo Boss, it won't be. No. Because Hugo Boss had the. Um... Do you think Winston Churchill was? Okay, go on. No, I don't want to end that sentence. Anyway, H- Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss did some things. Anyway, it doesn't matter what they did. <laughs> like, go on. A fashion designer who had a relationship with Winston Churchill. Oh, was he? Oh, I do know it, but I can't think of who it is. Will I tell you? Go on. Coco Chanel. I, I was thinking that. Oh, were you? So it was annoying. I was. It was. I, I couldn't remember the name then. Now, how many valves does the heart have? Four. Oh. Yes, okay. I didn't think you'd get that. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll give you a point. Uh, what is the name of the school in the series Sex Education? Sexy High. No, Moredale High. You were kind of close. There we go. Uh, in Harry Potter... Siobhan would have knew that. She's, she's she would have. 545. Mm-hmm. In Harry Potter... This is another one Siobhan will probably know. What is oh, the yes. name of the Weasley's house? I've had this. Yeah, and I know we had a bit of like a, a disagreement on it because oh, we didn't know it had a had is a name. It called Hobbit Cave. No. What is it called? The Burrow. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking about Hobbits. They Hobbit have Cave. They have burrows. Another one for Siobhan. Put these Tom Hanks films in chronological order, mm. so the order they came out. You've Catch Me If You Can, Forrest Gump, The Terminal, and Bridge of Spies. Okay, Forrest Gump come out in the 90s. Terminal come out in 2005. Okay. So then you've Catch Me If You Can and you've Bridge of Spies. Catch Me If You Can before Forrest Gump and Bridge of Spies between Terminal and Thingy. Well, no. Oh, well. You were kind of close. It was Forrest Gump, then Catch Me If You Can, then Terminal, then Bridge of Spies. Yeah, close. Uh, no. What four ingredients go into a cosmopolitan cocktail? Do you you know should what? know I've, this. N- legitimately, I've been doing cocktail training this week because um, at the hotel working mm-hmm. and I have to cover the bar, even though I have no bar training. Again, oh, winging it. Winging it. And we'll talk about that next week, how that went down, <laughs> like we did with Wine Guy week. Wine they ne- Guy. They didn't learn from Wine Guy. No. They've given you a harder thing than Wine Guy. <laughs> they they've never learned from Wine Guy. Here, learn these 20 drinks in a few days. It's literally what's happening. Is that to say you don't know what's in a Cosmo? Is it vodka? Y- yes. Cranberry? Yes. It's not driver move. No. No. It's. Will I tell you? Go on. There's also lime juice thrown in there. Oh yes. 
There, and there's triple sec or one I can't pronounce or orange liqueur. All right, cool. You're kind of you got a bit. Yeah. Uh, who has been the first minister of Wales since December 2018? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's Mark Drakeford, Ryan. Oh, Everyone knows that. Go Mark Drake. Big man Mark, you know. Come on, man. Man, uh, Mark. Which city had the first ever fashion week? Paris. No, New York. It was such a good guess, though. It was yeah, either Paris, New York, and Milan, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose. I guess, yeah, I'll take it back. Uh, what nut is in the middle of a Ferrero Rocher? Hazel. Yes. Right, that's, a, that's another one. And the last question. Very last one. Mm-hmm. I hope you get it right. Mm-hmm. What does LGBTQ stand for? It's going to be so bad. L G B T Q. So just say them each and I'll tell you what they are. L. Lesbian. Yeah. G. Gay. Yeah. B. Bisexual. Mm-hmm. T. Trans. Mm-hmm. Q. Queer. Yeah, it's... Well, the answer, it says or queer, but it also says questioning. So I suppose it's if you're still questioning. So you know what? You've gotten three out of ten there, Ryan. There you go. See, you're doing all right, I'm doing all right there, aren't I? No, you haven't. You've gotten three. I'll have got more than that, I feel. You didn't. Oh, I'll, well. I'll go through all of them and tell you. No, we do every week. Yes, exactly, because you always you always try to correct me. I do. I can count. I'm great at quizzes. There you go. That was Sean's quiz. Thank you very much there. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> anyway, so the time is now um, 22 minutes past four. And let's go to our next song. So this yeah. song actually is a new release that was released on Friday. And it's actually by a TikToker. Um, started as a family TikToker and um, has now her own TikTok account as well as Vine. They started on Vine actually. It's called the E, the LB family, they're called. Um, they're famous for the crazy for New Year sketches mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Cool. Uh, their daughter, Gabrielle B, has released a brand new song about her own childhood. It's called Look At You Now. And fun little fact, we actually, I did try and get her to line up to do the interview. And mm-hmm. she responded. She was very nice, but unfortunately, due to time difference, we couldn't sync it up for when we needed it. So I said, oh, you know God. what? We'll play a song anyway. So here we go. This is Gabriella B with her new song, Look at You Now, available on all streaming platforms. Listen to the music. I want you to know that the storm is over. You were feeling clueless. But all it took was finding a four. Listen to the music I want you to know that the storm is over You were feeling clueless But nothing lasts forever There we go, Gabriella B there with Look At You Now And it's very, Mm. I really like that song That was catchy It's very good And also if you go into her TikTok She has a funny video of her mum and dad reacting to it Her mum balls her eyes out and cries And is really like emotional about it proud mother So then she's got a dad there And her dad's dad's went, this is a good song What do you want me to do about it? (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, is your daughter talking about their childhood And how it means them and their growth and their thing Because yeah, it's good lyrics It's good I was there for the childhood, I remember I'm going to cry about it (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant (laughs) no it's very good anyway so uh, 20 minutes past four and it is currently the 9th of October 2023 if you're listening to this show then it is live when I just said but if you're not listening to it then then it is a pre-record so please don't text in but you can text in now to 085 124 1616 085 124 1616 anyway what are we doing now Sean we're we're getting ready Ryan 
It's nearly that time, you know. It is. It's that time. So It's that time to have Wheatus. We are. So we will be talking to them after this song, obviously. Mm. If you have any questions for them, please please let us know on 085-124-1616. 085-124-1616. But for now, I think the only way we can really introduce this band yeah, is with be. their most... It's only one way. ...famous song. Mm-hmm. This is Teenage Dirtbag Baby. <laughs> was Teenage Dirtbag there. I'm sure it's a song that every single one of our listeners know, let's be real. Everyone knows it, yeah. Definitely. Um, I was saying to Ryan there, it's actually one of my favourite songs, and we should be lucky enough to be joined on the line right now by Brendan Brown. Of course we are. Here he is. Hiya, Hello. Brendan. Are you there? Hi. Yes, I am. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Thanks very much now for taking the time out of the schedule to, to have a little chat with us. No worries. Thanks for having me. Now, I suppose just to... Set a bit of a foundation. Could could you just talk to us a bit about how the band was formed? That's funny. It wasn't really a band to begin with. It's just me and my four track uh, from about ninety four through ninety seven. Um, I was, you know, sat there with a drum machine and a bass and a guitar and a microphone and just trying to find the sound of what I wanted to do. You know, um, I've said before that Dirtbag in particular is like this, like James Taylor meets. Metallica kind of hybrid with the sort of New York hip hop underpinnings in the rhythm section. And had I walked into a studio and asked a producer back then to do that in the nineties, they'd have kicked me right out. So I, <laughs> I kind of, kind of had to figure out how to make the hybrid by myself before I showed it to anybody. So I, that's exactly what I did. And when you were writing it and producing it, did you have any idea it would kind of turn into this song that's just known worldwide at this stage? No, uh, I knew it was a strong track, but I knew also, having been in and out of a few uh, situations in the music industry in New York, that it took more than that just you know to get through. So I, 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 if anything, I felt a little bit apprehensive about how strong it was because I knew that it would hurt all the more if it didn't happen, you know. <laughs> and I knew that that was possible. So I, I just I became very careful about the whole thing once 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 it was finished. Well, what I love about the song, Best Tears Dirtbag, is actually, it sounds weird to say, I was quite shocked to realise it was released in 2000, because it's just one of those timeless songs that I generally thought it was released about 10 years ago, which probably shows my age. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny that, the, you know, are you familiar with the concept that the author is dead, or at least the author's intentions are? Um, I, I, uh, I, I come back to that all the time with this song, because the only reason it survives is the way people see themselves in the narrative moving forward. Well, you know, you can ask me where did it come from and all that stuff, but that doesn't really matter in the end because it's kind of where it's going that counts, and that's it, where it's going in the hearts of people who hear it these days and and kind of do what they want with it, you know. And is this kind of how you envisioned your life going when you were younger, growing up, going to school? Did you did you see yourself <laughs> years down the line playing, no, still playing man, gigs? Not even close. 
I had a, when I was about 10 years old and I discovered Angus Young, I think it was a little earlier than that. I thought to myself, wow, if I could, if I could grow up and do any version of that, I'd be okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, everything gets so complicated after you're nine or 10. So, <laughs> so, uh, it, it, it didn't, it didn't occur to me. And now, and now we have this, this strange life where we get to keep touring and, and, you know, ticket sales are really strong and people are still paying attention to what we do. And, you know, we're independent. We haven't, we haven't had a, a label or a manager since 2005. So, um, it's, uh, it's worked out well, um, in spite of myself. <laughs> Interesting about the touring because um, on the show we talked to a lot of like up and coming artists and they sort of in a few years in. But someone like say who's been in the industry for quite a while and has, and has toured the world in different audiences. Like I know you've been in the UK recently, you've toured America and all different countries. Uh, what's the difference between, do you notice any big difference between let's say in a UK audience to an American audience to a European audience? Interesting question. I would say that it has a lot to do with how you're first discovered, yeah? So in, in the United Kingdom and in Ireland a bit, we were on pop radio and television, yeah? Like the video was everywhere. So, but in America, people had to discover us a little bit uh, more personally. A little, it had to be more research done. We weren't on the television. We weren't on the radio so much. And so now when we play, when we do American tours, we have... Uh, that sort of an audience, people who know the back catalog a little bit more seriously, and and are, they're interested in teenage dirtbag, sure, because it's a hell of a lot of fun. But but that's not what they're there for necessarily. Um, whereas over here, if we were to if we were to not play teenage dirtbag in the United Kingdom or Ireland, I think that would be the last time we were ever invited back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're we're well and truly in touch with that, so don't worry about it. It'll never happen. <laughs> and you you do have a date coming up in Cork City where we are currently. Yeah, yeah, very much looking forward to it. We haven't been to Ireland for four and a half years. Wow! So we're 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 so excited about getting back in, um, and and just feeling that energy. It's it's one of the most musical places we've ever been. It's it's got musical culture like 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 almost nowhere else. So you know, it just you feel it when you get there. You know, and you've been touring be part of that. You've been touring for a few weeks in the UK and Ireland. Could you tell me any uh, kind of highlights you've had so far between the two places? Well, uh, two, two dates stand out so far. Well, actually, three. It's three. I have to admit, it's three. Uh, Glasgow was insanely good. Um, I would say Hull was a close second, or maybe even topped it. I can't. We we debate this amongst the band. And last night here in Falmouth was off the hook. Um, but we did have a show. That was really nice in Tarbert, Scotland. Now, that's one of the nooks and crannies. We, we have never been there, and I don't think any other bands have either. But we have made it a point since way back in 2001, if we're going to bother coming over here, we're going to play as many places as we can. So we try to go off the beaten path. And when you do that, you get, you get shows like Tarbert, which were like, it was like we played their village hall in this little tiny little seaside town i mean you could fit the whole town on a postcard right? <laughs> <laughs> it was so small and it was gorgeous and you know they made us this beautiful food and we played their their little town hall which was actually a big big enough venue you know for a proper show and it just rocked it was so cool 
It was so awesome. Well, well I say yeah. that to Sean before the show started, actually, because I saw on your Instagram you were playing like Cornwall a few days ago, and I said, Sean, I said, how random to play Cornwall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, like I said, we love it. We don't, we don't want to come over here and do nine dates in the academies or whatever, you know. Um, we we want to do as many as we can. And we're, this one's 47. And, you know, we're kind of looking at each other like, hey, could, couldn't we get in a few more and make it 50? Like, why couldn't we do that? You know? <laughs> so, um, but, uh, it's you know, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's hard to tour like that. You have to be careful, you know. We have to do six days on, one day off, right, the whole time. So you you have to keep yourself fit. There's not a lot of drinking late in the night. You have a lot of work to do every day, you know. And uh, you don't want to make a mess of it, so you're trying to stay healthy, you know. But what is, um, it, what, yeah. what is it about that makes you want to do that, to do loads of dates and to smaller audiences? Is there a better atmosphere? Or is it just like, do you have like an insane work ethic or something like that? Well, you do have to have an insane work ethic to be a professional musician after 20-something years, right? You just, you can't, nobody hangs in there if they can't, if they can't work hard. I, I believe that. But um, what happens is you get better at what you do. I mean, you play every night. You're supposed to play every night. Bands are supposed to play every night, right? So you get good. That's how you get good. That's how the Beatles got good. That's how ACDC got good. You know, you play, you play. And by the time we come off of, you know, by the middle of the third week, uh, we're way nastier than we could have been anywhere else. <laughs> you know, we can't, you can't rehearse enough to get that kind of energy. So it's the show that does it. It's the, it's the adrenaline of the crowd and, and their and their will to give you a good show so that they get their money's worth. That exchange gives you extra power to 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 get better at what you do. Well, funny if you said that actually, because I was listening to an interview of Ed Sheeran. As you were saying that, remind me, I was listening to an interview with Ed Sheeran with Conan O'Brien, and he said that when he started music, he as a as a performer, he wasn't very good. There were people betting him, but because he gigged every night three times a night, he just got better because he had to get better. So it's interesting that you made that point as well, sort of thing that, you you know, artists should gig all the time as much as they can. As much as you can, absolutely. You, you know, you're not going to get better not doing it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. And I believe you have some um, upcoming releases you'd like to talk about, Brendan. Yeah, we have so much music coming out. There's a Christmas EP going to happen. There's... Um, uh, we're re-releasing our first record, but we're adding 10 songs to it. So it's a 20-song version, the re-recorded version. Um, songs that were lost over the years that kind of belonged on the first record but never came out. Um, we have uh, album seven is in the works when we go back home. We're planning a covers record. Um, there's just so much, so much material. Check us out, weedis.com and, and uh, you know, Twitter. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Um, Instagram, come come hang out with us online and we'll show you all the stuff we're doing. And after 20 years of doing it, Brendan, do you still enjoy making the songs for the first time as much as you did back in the early 2000s? Oh yeah, man. There's nothing like it. Well, so we I've said this before, we're kind of fortunate that Teenage Dirtbag is a song that, you know, a lot of times band will come out and they'll have a big song and the big song doesn't really represent what they do, you know? Or it's a cover, or it was the A&R guy's idea. That kind of thing, um, but Teenage Dirtbag represents us pretty pretty holistically. It's kind of right there, on on the point on what we do and what we want to say. So it's always 
a proud moment to get it right in front of people, especially if they're expecting to hear it the way that they heard it when they were kids, if there's a nostalgia thing happening there. We deliver it as close to what they would recognize as we possibly can, right? Um, we do have a little fun with it, which you'll see if you come come see us live. But but for the most part, we work hard to make sure that we know how to do that song, you know, along with the others. But that one is tough because you, you have to keep it sharp. You know, you don't want to get lazy on something like that. That's so important to people. That would be, I don't know, go home if you're going to do that. But with a big hit like Teenage Dirtbag, is when you especially writing songs in that process, is there ever a frustration because, like, you've got this really big song that's just it's gone beyond probably what you'd feel, and then like you're trying to possibly get to that level again? Is there ever any sort of frustration with that? Never. I've never wanted to get to that level again because that's not how it works, really. Hmm. Um, and not to mention, we already did that, you know. So <laughs> don't repeat yourself. But, um, <laughs> But uh, but uh, I had somebody say to me, another artist I was talking to, a friend back in the States said, you know, yeah, people think you guys are a one-hit wonder, but it's more like nobody's gotten past your first song yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But, um, but uh, yeah, we're just lucky to be doing it, man. It's so hard to be in this industry. It's so hard to hang in for the mm-hmm. long term and be able to make enough money to keep doing it. And, you know, keep keep coming back and keep people interested. And we're so lucky that we're able to do that. We would never disrespect the song by trying to make another one just like it. Mm. You know, that would be, I don't know, that's really crummy, I think. But, um, yeah, we do, we do other cool songs that we like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have, you know, we have six albums out right now and then plus 20 tunes from the, from the re-record and, if you go on Spotify, there's something like 70 songs that you can listen to that we've put out over the years. So, you know, no pressure. Find what you like. And then when you, when you found out that years ago bands like One Direction were incorporating Teenage Dirtbag into their show, uh, what was the kind of reaction to that from you? Well, I have to admit, at first I kind of thought it might have been like, you know, their Svengali told them to do it kind of thing. Um but then I learned a little bit about them and met the boys and, and uh, befriended Josh and Sandy and started playing with those guys. And we have a little couple of side projects together, me and Josh and Sandy. And um, I found out that it is actually, they were about nine or 10 years old when Dirtbag came out. And it was one of their, each of the boys, they felt it as an identity song for them when they were growing up. And that's how I felt about ACDC, you know? Um, that's how I felt about Erasure. That's how I felt mm-hmm. about Iron Maiden. So, and LL Cool J and Public Enemy and all this like stuff that I wound up being really into for life. And I thought, well, that's it. That's just the cycle repeating itself then, I guess. So now, you know, we're not ACDC, obviously, but, um, but that's how it starts. You know, you, you, you identify with something that's sort of magical. You can't really put your finger on it. You don't care who tells you you can't listen to it or, or what rules it's breaking or, you know, all that stuff. You're just going to, you're going, you're going there no matter what, you know, that's how I was with Angus Young. So I felt, I felt that kind of respect for them doing that and and was grateful. At the beginning of the interview, you were talking about how you were discovered in different ways, different countries. Like with now, um, with like YouTube and TikTok, Spotify, people can find people a lot easier, but, there are more people releasing art. Do you think it's easier now for an artist 
to be discovered or is it harder because the volume of people attempting it and putting their work out there themselves? Well, it's a double-edged sword, right? There's a lot more on the water, right? So, but, but back in the day, there was a lot more kind of rules about how, about boating, if you will continue the metaphor, right? So, so, um, they, uh, you have a better chance at standing out if you are an original now than you did. So you can, cause you can break more rules. Mm. You can do something unique and special and you don't have to worry about getting it through the gatekeepers or any of that nonsense, right? You just straight to the people and if the people like it, you're done. Right. So I think it's like that. It's more crowded. Yes, but it's less regulated. So that's good. Okay, we'll pass it on to our, obviously, all our upcoming artists we have throughout the weeks, and they'll be mm-hmm. happy to know about that. Oh, they'll enjoy the yeah. advice, all right. Um, so good Brendan, time to be fearless. It's a good time to be fearless and, and do what you like, yeah. So, Brendan, on that, we'll uh, leave you go. Thanks again so much for, for giving us your time. I know how busy you can be. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, thank you guys for remembering us, and, and we can't wait to get to Cork and see you there. But, um, but thanks again. We'll That's talk fine. soon. Bye. And do you want to just quick one last plug for where you're playing in Cork and the dates and how to get tickets? Right, right, right. So if you go to weeds.com forward slash shows, it's like I think it's, Cork's about 80% sold out at this point, but um, you can still get tickets there. Um, I don't have the date in front of me exactly. Do you boys? I don't know. It's the uh, 26th of October. It's the Thursday. There you go. October 26th. Coming up on Halloween. So October 26th, go to weeds.com forward slash shows and you can get tickets. Thank you very much there, awesome, Brendan. Brendan. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that was that was Brendan from Wheatus there. That's so cool. <laughs> anyway, now it's time to go to our number two. Let us know what you oh, think yeah. about that, by the way. It takes some, That's some good five, advice in that one, interview. They're very good for new artists. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. So anyway, let's go into this week's number two song of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a brand new song again. It is Kate McRae with the song Greedy. And afterwards, we'll be doing Am I the Problem Here? where people of the internet post passive-aggressive stuff about each other online in the hope strangers will agree with them. You are now entering the courtroom of Judge Ryan and Sean. The problems are real, the people are real, and the rulings are final. Don't you find the justice system fascinating? Now all rise for the Honourable Judge Ryan and Sean. Uh, we the jury find the defendant, uh, innocent. For am I the problem here? Thank you there, Gay Burn, newcomer of the year, <laughs> David Nelligan for that intro, and also John Burko, the uh, Speaker of the House of Commons up mm. to 2019, and also Fred Fred Berger from the Crim Events <laughs> of Billy and Mandy for that <laughs> lovely intro into Am I the Problem Here, our weekly feature where we just listen. You ever had a problem in your life and you thought, hold on, am I in the right there or am I in the wrong? Well, me and Sean will tell you if you are. Yep. Sean, what do we have this week? Right. So I have, a, I have two two, uh, two stories as I do every week. Classic. The shorter one. Yeah. Am I the problem here because I don't want my husband to loan his father 10 grand? Nope. Yeah, big one. Oof. And then the longer one. Am I the problem here? I think this one will touch a, a nerve with you. Mm. Am I the problem here for not wanting to work 40 hours? Uh, go on then. Let's do the 40 hour one. Right. Oh. Okay. Is this problematic already? <laughs> yes. 
Did you? Oh, okay. But no, I, I can do it. it it's not a... Oh, I will you do. Hold on, we do. <laughs> hey, let's do the 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. My husband and I have been together for six years. We've been married for three. Oh. We have two kids and live in an apartment. Oh. We've been saving money so that we can buy a house. Classic. We have about 30 grand saved. And we were hoping to get a house next year before our lease renews. Mm. My father-in-law has asked my husband to loan him 10 grand. Classic. He owes his friend money that he can't pay back because he bought two new cars for his other children. So he's asking us for the money since my husband told him how much we've saved up. Am I the problem here because I said not to loan him that money because we're trying to save for our house and for our life? And by the way, my husband isn't listening to me and is giving him the money anyway, which makes it even more frustrating. Is it both your money? Is it both their money they've saved together? The 30 grand, they, according to this, they have saved 30 grand. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Uh, here's my opinion on it, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, to be quite blunt here. Do it. Uh, don't give the money. It's not worth it. You know like what? it's not it's it's a friend right it's not a proper debt collecting break your leg sort of vibe right yeah but also it's well, like it's, it's a son loaning the father money yeah but also why can't the kids who have the cars just not have the pay cars. the money back it's, it's a good it's a so valid question a loan system with those kids mm. and make a deal with a friend to do to do that that's what I'd say and don't loan and don't borrow money unless you have a way you can pay it back yeah, especially from friends and stuff yeah yeah um I think ten grand is a bit excessive to to, to borrow. That's too much. Why? I I wouldn't care if it's like two grand. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Here, but ten grand—that's a third of their savings, mm. which is it's, it's quite hefty. I I'd like to know how long they've been saving up for that. I'd say quite a while, really. To save thirty grand in America, you're going to be saving for a while. Yeah. No, I'm. But yeah, I'm. I'm d- definitely. The way sorry. I see it is, if it's his money, if say if they're like a a household that. That he goes off to work and he's 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 the one bringing money into the house. Yeah. Then maybe have a bit of leeway with it. Yeah. I still think ten grand is ridiculous. Mm. I think maybe give him five grand. That's what I was going to say actually. Originally, give, give him five less. grand and tell yeah. the other kids to chip in something else. Yeah. Give help help the help with the bigger share of it, and then the others can sort it between them. Yeah, and then tell the dad he has to pay it back within a certain amount of time. Yeah, give him like six months or a year or something. Yeah. Okay, I think that's a. A fairly straightforward one. There you go. We're, well, we, we, we're kind of on the fence, though, if we're being real. Because no, we're saying, don't loan him that, but give him some. I think you've got to give him... Try and give him a short amount if you can, but not 10 grand where it's going to... Because the thing is, you can't sum. lend... Because they can't really afford it as well. That's the no, reality of it. No. The reality is they're using that money specifically for something. Get a house. Yeah, start a life. And they need to do it. You can't afford to give that money, so don't give it. No, don't get me wrong. If they had 50k or whatever and they weren't doing anything with that money... Yeah. Give it. Go if they won it. the lottery or something, yeah. If it was just magic money that fell into yeah. their lap, give it. Go for it. But my advice is, don't lend that much money out. Yeah. If you really can't afford to lose that money, and especially if you don't have a guarantee saying, "Oh well, I'm doing this job that's going to pay me six grand." Yeah. And I'll be able to get money back to you. Exactly. That's my um, opinion on it. I mean, cut and dry without saying loan him a bit. I'd probably say just just don't give him the money. Exactly. I think I might have a problem here actually. Let me oh, try and find it. You are a problem. I, I had one from weeks ago that we never got round to. Oh, no. Uh, How could we do that? Uh, um, here it is. This one on Facebook, this was. 
Okay. Am Facebook. I the problem for making my DoorDash bring my food to the front door? Well, no. I frequently use DoorDash. Every time I order, I check the box to say the DoorDash is to leave the food at my door. There's one Dash who always calls me when he gets to the house and asks me to come to the car. He either parks in my driveway or in my front yard to come and get the food. Usually I agreed to go out to get the food. Today, I had it and he refused to answer when he called. He sat in my driveway for 20 minutes calling me, trying to get him to come out to get my food. Wow. I refused and eventually, after 20 minutes, he got out of his car and brought the food to my door. I know the best thing to do would have been to answer the phone and ask him to bring it to my door, but I'm a bit of a pushover and I'm afraid if I answered, I would have caved in. Um, to go and get the food. So am I the problem? That's such, like, first world problems, isn't it? It is. Like, I don't know. Like, I know you can be petty at times. Yeah. And you know I can be relatively petty at times. I'm very petty. But I don't think I'd be willing to just wait 20 minutes because I'm like, I'm not walking up there. I'd probably end up just like, oh, it's only the top of the road. Off. Yeah, but isn't it his job to drop up your door? I suppose it is, but say, like, for the sake of maybe, like, 300 metres at a push, mm. would you not just stroll out for a couple of minutes, grab it? Yeah, but, like... Like, she's kind of, she's kind of shot herself in the foot with that one, because now she has cold food. Yeah. Like, is it worth it? No, I'm totally on the side of, he should come to the door and that's it, and... Stop nah. on a door dash for a start, that'd be my advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working for you, as a concept. You shouldn't have a big problem with it if yeah. you're having it that often. Yeah. yeah slow down, man. <laughs> Maybe house smells. <laughs> Maybe the dog goes, oh, do you, have a, do you have a dog? That's my next question. Do you have that a dog? Could be it. Do you have a dog you're scared of? Mm. Maybe they're like a big spider on the door or something. Maybe scared. Maybe a dog, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I do think she's the problem, if I'm being honest. Yeah, so I think I just walk out and get get your food, get yeah. over it, yeah, crack so on. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'd be gutted if I went out and my Chinese was waiting for me for 20 minutes because I refused to walk down a path. <laughs> like, I'd walk down the path for a can of Coke, never mind yeah. a bit Chinese. Like. No, I'm on the side of her. I think she's in the right. No, man. Nah, she's in the right. Nah. No, she's in the right light. She's in You're, the right. He's done the driving. She she could at least just go and get it. But the whole point is paid <laughs> that he comes to the door. It's called DoorDash. Ah, but pavement, not, not pa- pavement my, dash. Not near my door dash. <laughs> Driveway dash. <laughs> not close close enough dash. <laughs> Walk down to me dash. Yeah. <laughs> Come and get it dash. <laughs> I'll meet you here dash. <laughs> <laughs> Around the corner dash. <laughs> <laughs> this has taken a, a weird turn, right? Anyway, let us know what you think. Text in at 085 mm. 085-124-1616. Let us know your opinions there. Anyway... We're coming to the second hour of the show. Oh. Now, we have been doing Nostalgia Hour for the last few weeks, but the this week broken. we're not, because yeah. this week is going to be a pre-budget special. We did break the wheel as well. We did break the wheel, yeah, so sure. got very angry at 2002 at one point. Yeah, it came up 2002. We spun it today, and it came 2002 again, which is programmed not to do. Yeah, so that was... So good. I kicked it. Yeah, that so was... So it's, it's at the mechanics. <laughs> so it'll be in the mechanics in a few weeks, but don't worry, there's yeah. a budget happening, so we have there's that budget, to talk yeah. about for a bit. That's more fun than any nostalgia. Yeah. So after the break, we'll be talking to the Chamber Alliance of Cork about mm-hmm. their opinions on the budget. Obviously, the budget's not being released till tomorrow officially at 1pm, but we can... Get, there's been some speculation about speculation, what Speculation, yeah, we can speak. And they talk can... about what they want to happen as well yeah. for businesses yeah. in Cork. Uh, so that's what we'll be doing in the second hour, as we well as re- talking to the student union mm-hmm. and more hijinks and fun from us. And we can review what happens in the budget next week. We can, yes. Yeah. So next we week in the budget, see, we'll we can actually... see what speculation was true, what speculation yeah. was false. We will pull it apart. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but first we should go into this week's number one song on oh, the yeah. Irish charts. 
We've heard it before. We've mm-hmm. heard it a lot. It is the, the famous tube trend. It is Casio. Driving down the bypass to have a laugh, it's Fast Lane with Ryan Jones and Sean Collins. Community Radio is just gone five o'clock. It is the 9th of October, and tomorrow on the 10th, it will be the budget. It's been released at one o'clock. We've heard a lot in the last month or so about what could be happening potentially. There's been various leaks, but we won't know official tomorrow. But to get a, to, but to get like a reaction of what we actually want from the budget, we have on the line the Court Chamber Alliance um, Public Affairs and, and Stability Executive Ashley Amato. Hello, Ashley. How are we doing? Hi, Ryan. Great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So first of all, what's that's the Cork um, Alliance. What do you, so far from what you've seen uh, being released, are we happy with what's being released? Is there anything that you think should hasn't been yet talked about or reflected on? Um, I think, yeah, there has been a bit out there so far that, you know, we like to see, um, especially, say, around uh, the provision of uh, 900 extra Garda, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're really awaiting the details of the budget. Um, you know, the the proof will be in that and as well, of course, in the delivery of it in um, the weeks and months that follow. But with the guard, though, in regards to that, they have they, they have upped the trade allowance for guards to try and get recruitment in. It's gone from like 184 to 310, I believe. So at least that's a positive step towards this. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is, exactly, exactly. But, you know, what we want to see is we want to see that guard of presence on the streets. Mm. And, you know, with that, with our growing population, it's rapidly growing. Um, we need to see that presence grow in line with our population. Yeah. Um, so we're really hoping that, you know, that that will come through now in this budget. We'll talk about that. One of the things that the Chamber have submitted in their pre-budget uh, submission was housing was, the main, was one of your main focuses. Um, can you tell us a bit about what you would like to see from housing? Of course, uh, housing is our number one priority for our members, and the top item around housing is supply, uh, increasing supply. And a big piece of this is tackling the viability of development, and that's a particular challenge for apartments on brownfield sites. Mm. And as I said, our population is growing rapidly, and we need to see that substantial increase in supply to keep up, up with demand. And this supply needs to be of mixed tenure, so meaning we want a combination of private for sale, private rental, cost rental, affordable, social, both housing and apartments to be delivered. And that will ensure that our city region is as inclusive as possible, especially as we continue to become more and more diverse. Well, we haven't... Well, we haven't seen anything yet from the government about their housing figures and targets, but we have seen Sinn Féin, of, with their opposition budget, have said they, they would look to put 21,000 social housing. Do you think this is a realistic target, especially with the last few years we haven't met anywhere near those targets? That's the thing, is that targets do need to be realistic, but really, at the end of the day, you know, there are these schemes that are there under Housing for All, but it's about making those schemes workable so that those targets can be delivered. You know, we have schemes such as we have the Krikona scheme and the cost rental scheme, but with some minor adjustments to them, it could be made more workable so that they have that desired effect of making developments more viable and also delivering that mixed tenure. Mm. 
And in regards to like renewable and, and energy infrastructures, obviously, you, um, one of the things that you're looking at is saying that Cork is a real of you know make Cork of real national importance. What can they do in the budget to help them get that um, make make that a re make that happen? Exactly. You know, Cork is, as you said, it's of huge national importance and there's great potential to deliver on renewables here in Cork. We have an incredible asset. We have Cork Harbour and Bantry, and they're really well placed to deliver on this. And there is a great number of renewable energy companies in the private sector based in Cork who are ready to deliver on these projects. But state investment is needed. We need investment in the port of Cork, in the grid as well, to really enable the development of that sector it's a credible economic opportunity in terms of attracting FDI and also the job creation that will follow. It's really important in terms of our energy security, sustainability, and also providing a more affordable source of energy to consumers. Mm. But government needs to meet, move quickly and deliver on that investment so that we can actually meet those targets and not lose out on potential and other investment. Yeah, what could we do in terms of recruiting? Because at the moment, Ireland is at a four percent, you know, pretty much employment rate. You know, it's a high employment rate. Like, mm -hmm. uh, what else? But obviously, there are still jobs to be filled. Like, what what can we do in terms of that that they can put into this this, this tomorrow's budget? Exactly, there's a really fantastic ecosystem in Cork when it comes to education and research, and we have really great strong relationships between our universities our further education institutions, research institutes, and the business community. Mm. I think there are around 40,000 third-level students between UCC and MTU. But as you said, there's a really high demand for talent, especially as we're approaching full employment. So we really want to see some support given to our universities and education institutes so they can continue to deliver on graduates. Mm. Um, you know, one of our most recent quarterly economic trend survey, which captures a snapshot of business experiences and the overall operating landscape, found that specialist skill shortages was the top barrier to growth. And that was reported by 74% of respondents, which is a huge number. And it's also a barrier to implementing sustainability measures. So government really needs to continue to invest in our further and higher education and research institutes institutes to bridge this gap so that they can continue to provide that talent and skills needed for growth yeah. and for the sustainability transition because one and, you know cork is really cork is an attractive place to live and work and study and we want to keep it ensuring that people know how attractive it is and part of that is some of these areas that we mentioned in terms of housing in terms of energy um and you know we're really well placed here um as you know, last week, I think it was, we were voted as one of the second friendliest cities in Europe by Condé Nast, which is no surprise, of course. So we are well placed to, to make that happen. But in terms of investing in education, because with the housing, one of the shortfalls we have is we don't have the labour to actually create the housing. Um, so would investing in like ETBs be a good move as well, rather than investing all the money into third level uh, students, which ultimately sometimes just can leave the country to go to other places? Would manual labour and ETBs be a good investment as well? Oh, of course. Um, I mean, ETBs do a lot of great work for in terms of providing talent that we need, especially when it's going to come to the sustainability transition with different apprenticeships. Um, so all of that, it needs to be, that investment needs to be seen across the board, across all of our third level, the universities, the ETBs, in terms of getting um, apprenticeships off the board, and also when it comes to research and development. 
And finally, um, from a business point of view, obviously you deal with a lot of businesses um, with, with the chambers. Is how is the budget looking in a business way? Are people happy with the a business? Are like you know, indeed, like low, like small businesses, would they be happy with this budget, or would there be any sort of problems with it? Um, well, as far as I know, the Cadbury Business Energy Support Scheme isn't going to be reinstated for next year. And that's definitely going to be a little bit of a disappointment, especially as the cost of doing business is a challenge. And it's been a challenge for the last year or so. And even going back further than that, um, and inflation as well is a huge concern to businesses. But I do think that this budget presents an opportunity to help ease some of those pressures. Hmm. And by focusing on supporting our Indigenous enterprises, um, you know, we're hoping that the entrepreneur relief will be broadened. There's also an opportunity to really enhance the ecosystem for startups mm -hmm. by simplifying um, different schemes and reliefs that are out there. And we're also looking, hoping to see um, some improvements in terms of access to childcare, which is really important to supporting the labor market. And it's been a real challenge since COVID. So an increase in funding and investment for childcare providers and yeah. services would really help to support working parents and women, of course, who would typically bear more of the responsibility when it comes to childcare. Yeah, and finally, just one of the pressures that we're talking about by businesses in this budget is being presented. I saw an article today with Rager Kerry saying that um, business owners predict that there could be result business close due to the minimum wage increase. They're looking to increase the minimum wage from eleven thirty to twelve seventy, and this mm -hmm. could be detriment to businesses. Do we? Is that something that's been echoed concerns for yourselves or? Well, with that increase, they are planning to. Um, give a grant, a lump sum, to businesses to help offset some of those costs. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, giving people a living wage and supporting the people who are working in our businesses, that's really important to making Cork attractive as well. And especially as um, the cost of living continues to rise. That's perfect. Well, thank you very much, Ashley, for uh, talking to us. And hopefully tomorrow's budget will be a, a, po a positive one. Hopefully. Thanks very much, Ryan. Yes, thank you very much. That was actually there. That was actually Amato from the Chamber Alliance uh, talking about the budget. You've learned a lot there, didn't we? Yeah, I was fairly clueless on the topic. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I learned a lot. Thank you, Ryan. There's a thing called money. What? What's that? And what <laughs> happens is we need the money. So okay. what happens is every year the government come out with, right. with money and say, "Hey, we've got this much money. We're right. going to give you. We're going to put money in this areas." And people go, "Ah, that's great." I wish she said that. There we go. <laughs> but you know what? Let's have a song mm. now called Money. This is by a band. One of my favourite bands. They actually disbanded this year, unfortunately, but I love them. They're a band called Miss and Andy. Oh. And they have a song called Money, which feels right pre-budget. Oh, yeah.
driving down the bypass to have a laugh. It's Fast Lane with Ryan Jones and Sean Collins. some of those Taylor Swift and if you're a Swifty this week you can go and see Taylor Swift live in cinemas <laughs> will we ever get past this Taylor Swift obsession she's phenomenal though I know you love her you know, I, my local one Kalani has it and I believe Cork Cinema has oh, it wow. as well with the Eras tour I'll actually do you know what I'll get the day stuff here now oh wow this is very important stuff it is uh, Cork Cinema mm-hmm. Cork Cinema Taylor Swift Taylor Swift I'd say it's not often they do that for a musician. It's very rare. They did it for Take That on a one-off thing. Bloody Take That. But it's all your bands, man. It is. Well, it's all I, Take That. Because or... I like popular bands. Is it just that I have like bad taste in music? You do. This is what I pick oh. the music every week. We let, hey. you, we let you do it for a bit. It went very badly. Excuse me. I pick great music. Uh, yeah, so she is... Uh, her era's run is mm-hmm. Friday the 13th of October. Oh, terrifying. And you can get the tickets at Cork 2D, 2D VN. Oh, well. Oh, no, that's, just, that's not a cinema. That's just the type of... Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the no. Cork cinema. And you can see her at 6.30, 7.30 or 10... Oh, she's not live then. Oh, well... Oh, it was like a live stream. I th- yeah, I thought it was like a live stream. There you go. So you can see her then. So do you want to go and see Taylor Swift? Go for- Oh, you can see her on Saturday as well. Oh, cool. You can see her Saturday the 14th. You can see her Sunday the 15th. You can see her Thursday the 19th. Do you think that a lot of people will go to it? I think loads will. Yeah, because loads of people couldn't get air tickets. Yeah, but like... I, I couldn't of, imagine it, watching music at a cinema. It's sort of the thing of... They couldn't. People couldn't get the era tickets, mm. so this is the next best thing. They can stream it, and you can see that. I actually would go. I'm debating going. I got. Oh, yeah. I got a friend who actually into him as well. I might actually. I think we've got the same day. I might ask actually. Oh yeah. Might, yeah, I might do. Actually, Taylor Swift day out. There's four of that now. As I was literally doing, I thought, oh my god, we've actually got the same day off with someone who likes it. I might actually talk to him about it. Could this be your future wife? No. Damn it, Ryan. We need to sort you out. Nah, I'm right. I'm gonna get you a wife. <sighs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll stop at the mills on the way home and I'll get you a wife anyway do you know what we need to do we need to remember to get me a wife and do you know who will help me remember Taylor Becky Hill oh Becky Becky Hill we we'll remember I'm doing just fine now it's over I've been moving on and living my life but occasionally I lose composure and I can get you Becky Hill there with Remember. And Sean has remembered something. I remembered something, Go yeah. On, Sean, tell your um, story. Well, in, in the, the the while I was in London... Well, um, I don't wait. It's not a sad story. It's it's a happy story. Sad. Sean alone oh, in London. Damn it. The oh, rain poured on him. It wasn't even raining. Um, I was walking to work. Get on, yeah. So it was, it was early doors. Like, it was quarter to nine, 20 to nine that way. Oh, commit employee. <laughs> <laughs> off, off my little cheeky Oxford circus. Well, someone's on time. Walked, <laughs> walked down towards Soho area where I was working. That's where we'll be in two weeks, fast lane on oh, the yeah. boat. 
Oh, that's a good one. I said on tour. On tour. Um, and I was walking down the street anyway, and at, at that time, Oxford Street isn't very busy. No. Um, and I saw a, a lady walking on the street toward me. I saw her, and I was like, no bloody way, just with a swear word in there. Yeah. You're Becky Hill, aren't you? And she was, like, flabbergasted at You us. remember me? I remember. I, remember. I, I don't know if it's the thing that she's known more for her voice than how she looks. I wouldn't but, even know her voice. Really? I know, oh. her, I know I heard it there, but... Man. But yeah, I, I ran into her and she's by far the nicest celebrity I've ever met. Oh. Like, usually celebrities would, like, brush you off and be like, all right, bye, picture, gone. Mm. Whereas, like, we stood and talked for, like, 15 minutes. And she always liked to work. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good excuse, though. Because I got there. They didn't say anything, but uh, one, of the, one of my friends who wasn't, like, my boss there um, goes, oh, where were you? I was like, oh, I just ran into Becky Hill. <laughs> it was the best excuse ever. Oh, but um, it's a really cool You're really saying cool about day. voices, though. Actually, Mom is saying the David Beckham documentary has been released. I was watching oh, yeah. that all day yesterday, actually. Mm. And what shocks me, there oh. was a thing on Twitter apparently was trending about Dave Beckham's voice because so many people like of your generation and younger yeah. have never heard Dave Beckham speak because he's always been around, but he yeah. doesn't do many interviews. He doesn't nope. really do... He just does <laughs> modelling and stuff now. I've heard his voice once. Yeah, people were shocked about his voice. I was like... I heard his voice once and that was in an interview with Ali G. Yeah, <laughs> I remember his voice and like people were shocked by it. It's mad to me. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I've never thought of it before. Or David Beckham. Poor David. I'm sure there's plenty others as well. <laughs> who, I think whose voice was I shot by once? Um, well, we have it sometimes. We book guests and like you go, oh, that's your voice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not today. Don't worry. Like, oh, so good that's today. your voice. Yeah. We were both hoping that Brendan from We Just would answer the phone talking like the woman voice. The, 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 yeah, Brendan does the woman voice in Teenage Dirtbag. I am I made maybe. Oh wow. I'm sure he's jealous at your rendition there. <laughs> That was a t I bet you people just thought that was a baby crying into the microphone. I'm just a nope, stop it. You sound like my niece. You I, sound like my niece. I should, I should have asked for his backup singer. I don't think he needs one. I think the 20 years he's gone has uh, gotten through it. Nah, he's fine. Don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> he needs me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, Brand stuck with me. You'll go far. Well, in a, in a few minutes' time, we're going to have another guest, aren't we? We are. We're going to be talking with in, in part of our budget special, but also just a part of our monthly feature we have where we talk to yeah. the uh, student union. We'll have Haley O'Connell uh, from the student union who will be Cork, uh, University Cork City Student Union, and they'll be talking about what's going on. and Yeah, what's what's you know, the crack? Yeah, and the budget, obviously. The budget is stuff to talk about in the budget. Oh, yeah. you know, Very important. You know, the student, you know, students need money as well, so that's good. Uh, debatable. They should... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll ask that union, yeah, in money. But anyway, one thing that we want to talk about now is actually um, what happened over the weekend. Ireland beat Scotland in the rugby. They did, Sean. Was was that right? That was it, yeah. Hey, I thought I did. I had no idea where you were going with that. Ireland beat Scotland, uh, thirty-six to fourteen. Presumably was good. It's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, so they did well, and the unofficial song has had of of Ireland's national of the unofficial song they've been using is actually. One, it's not really fit right for our show, but I think we can't not play it. What is the unofficial songs, Sean? Are you know? talking about Ireland's Call? No. Are you talking about the Fields, the, Fields the, of Athen Right? People are saying this is the unofficial Irish song of the Rugby World Cup this year. Well, it's not a Ron because people were annoyed about I'll that. I'll play it a bit underneath. Yeah. Oh, zombies. It's zombies, yeah. Oh, people, the crowd were singing it, weren't they? Yeah, by the cranberries. Let's listen to it now, and afterwards we'll be talking to Hayley from the Student Union. Zombie. 
You're listening to Fastlane on 100.5 FM with Ryan and Sean. Thank you there, Gabe, newcomer award-winning Dave Nelligan for that intro. Yup, the David. Back into the show. You're listening to Fastlane. It's just gone half past. And we'd like to start a new monthly feature. We did it last month and we want to bring it in again. We talked to the student union of... Mm. The UCC Student Union. On the yep. line, we have the communication officer, Hayley. Hello, Hayley. How are we doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So last week, I suppose, actually two months ago, I tell a lie. Um, so... Yeah, I was. <laughs> you forgot her, right? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like we were on the phone like two weeks ago, and, but there you go. I like the monthly feature that shows like, you didn't realise. <laughs> you <month> forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when I'm not here? I didn't forget. <laughs> Things happen, Sean. Who was on the show last month? Who was speaking on behalf? Yeah, Ryan. Oh, I, uh, anyway. Who did you replace? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so this was obviously since then, university has started. It's all started up so you've had fresh weeks let's talk about freshest week first how'd that go it went really really well um i said with a big sigh of relief like no big incidents all the events went off really smoothly um we were obviously a little bit nervous about them but no it's like students were amazing they behaved really really well everyone had a good time and there was no complaints i always say that um if my phone isn't ringing the day after the Thursday night of freshers, then we've done good, and it was absolutely nothing. No media requests about freshers, so <laughs> can't complain at all. What, what can they do? There'd be media involved, mate. Have you never <laughs> gone anything, out for freshers? I, I didn't have freshers. If, oh. if anything goes wrong at all, or like there's any bit of rowdiness on the street, like the you know the media would be straight on to me asking for a comment, if, even if it was the smallest thing ever. But there was nothing to report. Everyone had a good time, and there was nothing, yeah, nothing wrong. We did a lot of our events. On campus this year, our entertainment officer had a big focus on doing a lot of our big events on campus, and that seemed to really reduce the like traffic in the city and take a lot of pressure mm. off like the streets and stuff. So it worked really well. Yeah, what sort of events do you do then? Yeah, so on um, the Monday we actually had the academic play to Vere Hall, which was really cool and um, sold out really really quick. Um, I don't remember how what the capacity of that was, but it was quite big. The Vere Hall in UCC is quite large. And that absolutely sold out very quickly. And then we had some, like, daytime events. Societies are doing a lot of events on campus to welcome students back. Um, and then the Thursday night, there was another big event in Devere Hall that had a capacity of over, like, a 1,000 students. And that was a big techno event on in Devere Hall. And it was the first time in a long time since I've been in college that there was a complete takeover of all the three venues inside Devere Hall. So the new bar, the cafe, and Devere Hall. It was really very cool. I unfortunately couldn't go to any of them because I uh, like I managed the student community support teams on the floor during big weeks like freshers and rag, but they went very well and the student community support did very well those weeks as well. So yeah, we we're really really happy. One first bump out of the way. Now just looking to rag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's the plans for rag week then so far? Oh, I cannot reveal anything about rag week yet. It's all oh. under lock and key. Our commercial and fundraising officers working day and night trying to pick the charities and shortlist them and pick the big events with our entertainment officers. So that is top secret. But it is running in February again this year. So oh, oh, not too long to wait. Yeah. So with, with one upcoming things happening tomorrow is obviously the budget. We've been talking about the budget this hour in the show. Yeah. Um, is there anything in the budget? How do you how does Julian feel about the budget? Some, we don't know the full details till tomorrow at one o'clock, obviously, but with speculations, mm-hmm. what is how are we looking at it so far? I think we're looking at kind of uh, more of the same, like these one-off reductions in fees and maybe an additional fee onto the Susie grant, which like 
obviously we welcome, but it's not really a commitment to any sort of like changing the way that the education system is structured or the way the fees work. Like if they took money off the fees tomorrow and said we're going to commit to like a phased approach of fees being gone, that's what we've asked for in the budget submission with the University Students of Ireland or the Union Students of Ireland, sorry. Um, but I'm afraid that we're going to see just like one-off measures again. Now, I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I would like to see a more sustained like action rather than a one-off reduction or a one-off increase as we've been seeing year on, year out. Yeah, so what sort of, so it's more of a long-term plan you want rather than these just yeah. off, you know, sort of one-off sort of things? Yeah, like it's it's very clear that the, the cost of living isn't going anywhere at this point and like bringing in a one year off reduction in fees isn't, isn't going to help any students in the long term because what's going to happen when it comes around to next year again. Now, I do think the government might be looking for the young vote, so we might get a little bit more, mm. but I don't think we're going to get what we've asked for in the pre-budget submission, which is commitment to abolition of fees and like 30,000 more student beds. Because mm. that's the biggest thing as well. It's like the housing. We were talking some before, yeah. and, and the housing has not really been mentioned that much in the budget so far. And that's the biggest thing we need to know about, really, yeah. for people. I can't believe we haven't heard more from it. To be honest, like I really thought that they would try to do something in that area to kind of ease people's fears, because that is one of the biggest areas that people, not just students, like everybody, it keeps bringing up time and time again. It's the the lack of housing, and not even the lack, but the extortion of prices, prices of rent and there's a lot of derelict properties in the country and there doesn't seem to be any plan to do anything with those yeah exactly you know but so in regards to any other campaigns you're holding we spoke about too much on the campaigns you're looking at is there any other campaigns you're looking at in the coming months or long term yeah we're running union week this week um it's the second year that we're doing it so union week is does what it says on the tin. It's all about the student union, but also about different trade unions and tenancy unions and the benefits that joining a union brings to students, um, especially if they're like employed in any sort of part-time or full-time work. And um, So we're working with a lot of different unions this week. We've got a panel discussion with the Independent Workers Union about strike action tomorrow, and we have a workshop on um, anti-eviction training and organising against the housing crisis with uh, Cashy, which is the Community Action Tenants Union on Thursday. And then tonight we have a like UCCSU alumni panel where we've invited some past officers in who are going to tell us about like big areas of the student movement during their time and the student mo- movement and in leadership roles. So it's a very exciting week. It's kind of it's kind of different. It's more like information and talk-based and we've had stands out on campus trying to get people involved with the union. I was standing out with um, our commercial fundraising officer and some of our executives all day today like asking people to answer questions about the union to win little vouchers and tote bags so we're just trying to get people kind of involved in like a in a nice introductory way because it can seem a bit daunting to kind of go to us for anything but we're very nice <laughs> it's basically <laughs> we're trying to get out there this week that's perfect so well thanks very much for talking to us this month and we'll talk to you next month again Hayley yeah I hope so unless it's the secret other guest next month <laughs> don't worry we'll put it in the diary now I'll Sean. make sure I'll have, to, I'll have to tune in this time next month just to see what's going on <laughs> speaking on my behalf you should be tuned in every week Hayley oh. uh, yeah. she sold herself yeah. down the river now that's <laughs> so why we have secret guests so <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, thank you very much there. There we go. That was Hayley there from the UCC um, Student Union on for a monthly slot. We'll talk to her again next month about long term. What do you think about Hayley's proposal? That there are there needs to be a long term solution for yeah. students rather than the one off payments. Listen, they've, you know, um, Stephen, uh, Simon Harris already said that five fifty thousand students will be getting 
uh, student grants increase to 300 euros next year. Mm. But, you know, it's like I said, it's a one-off. It's like one of those things. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a stab wound. Yeah. You know. There you go, see. There's, there's the old Sean's with the references. Yeah, it's the old Sean. Anyway, let us know what you feel yeah. on... Let us know what you think about all that on 085 We are nearing the end of the show. Mm. We will be talking to Siobhan after our next few songs. But, mm. first of all, the first song I want to play Ooh. is... Backstory. We talked about a few weeks ago. Did we? And again... I know I had a habit of this in this last few years. I forgot about it. But... Oh, just like you forgot about Haley. <laughs> Sorry, Haley. But I know... like Haley. We're not going to forget her again. Do you know a few weeks ago I talked about NSYNC uh, releasing? God, you're not playing NSYNC. They had you? a song. They released it. There's... So you're obsessed with boy bands. Here's their new song. NSYNC Better Plays. A new song? Coxie Community Radio. Yes, here it is. New music. New music. NSYNC. How'd they get Justin Timberlake back, honestly? Good question. Let's find out now, shall we? Hmm. He's well, good it's some kind of love, it's some kind of fire. I'm already up, but you lift me higher. You know I'm not wrong. You know I'm not lying. We do it better. Yeah, we do it better. Yeah. I don't mind if the world spins faster. The music's louder. The Get stronger I don't mind If the world spins faster Faster, faster Just let me take you to A better place I'm gonna make you kiss Coming down the bypass To have a laugh It's Fast Lane With Ryan and Sean uh, thank you there, <laughs> Gabe Newcomer Award winning Dave Nelligan for introducing oh. us back in to our final 15 minutes of the show. I'm so happy we uh, beat those like Imro winner prizes. We did, yeah. We don't we don't need Imros. We've had whatever we had whatever we, we had. We had Wheatus. We had Wheatus. Anyway, Sean, you you saw something you want to talk about, don't you? Yeah, it just popped up on my phone. Um, the uh, the the good old trusty YouTube group, the Sidemen. Yeah, have just hit 20 million subscribers. I can't believe they've hit 20 million subscribers. 10 years, 20 million subs. That is really amazing. And they're all extremely rich from it, so you know what? Fair dues to them. Do you know what? I could have been rich if I... You think you would have made it as a YouTuber? Yeah. But do you know what I want to see, Simon? I want to just give them a little bit of a celebration and a pie. Get up a dance for Simon, come on. There they are. What do you think, Scott, about Sidemen doing, getting whatever they did? Good old Sidemen. Gosh, well, what do you think? Who are those Sidemen? I've never heard of those YouTubers. I uh, get right, out. Sean, you sack, sorry. There get we go, Siobhan's reviews there. Her career ended very abruptly. Get there. out. Very sad. So are you Siobhan. not going to hear of the Sidemen? They're the biggest YouTube group in history. How do you not know, Siobhan? Never heard of them. You've hurt my feelings, Siobhan. Don't you watch YouTube the side KSI? I do watch YouTube, but like, were they were they like the original like re, like guys who reacted to stuff? They're really, some kind no, of they they're not reaction YouTubers. They're really famous. They've got KSI and the other ones. KSI, Simon, Ethan, I'm Toby. Ah, uh, she knows. Uh, well, do you you're know, reinstated. You're, you're rehired. <laughs> I don't watch KSI's YouTube channel. Oh. I was like, ah, now I oh. get what you're talking about. Because you watch TV, don't you? Anyway, what have you been watching oh. this week? Look other than being not Sidemen videos. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh, lad. Oh my god. Siobhan, okay. do you want to... <laughs> what have you been watching this week, Siobhan? <laughs> you know what I started... You know what I recently started? And I, and I honestly was like, I don't know if I'm going to start this or not. But I was kind of like, you know what? I'm in the mood for it. I started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer recently. <laughs> and it's so cheesy. Wow. Like, it's fun, but it's cheesy. Damn. I got... Who is it? Sarah Mitchell Geller, is it? No clue. Yes. Yeah, she was Daphne in Scooby Doo. My mother watched it oh, when I was growing up. That's all I know. Heavy guy. Dedicate you there, Sarah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Shaw. We've had a very serious hour now. We're quite giddy. I'll be yeah. honest with you. We've had to behave. We've had to. Lord. We've had to be good to a famous musician. We've, we've had, had to like be professional. We've on had that. to do budgets. You know what I mean? There's been a lot going oh, on. Oh yeah, no, no, of course. So, so apart from Buffy, what else have you been... Do you know what I've been watching? Um, it's really good. Recommend, actually. I've got recommends there, the hotel job I worked at. Um, the Beckham documentary. Any good? That's really good, it yeah. It's good. actually... I was really surprised that they had a documentary out. I was like, sorry, what? Yeah, but the Beckhams are really famous. Just we forget Beckham. how famous they are. Like, when I was growing up, they were so famous. Like, they were massively famous and then the last 10 years because that's what we were saying in the show earlier like um the younger generation people are quite shocked what david sounds like cause no one's just mm. heard him speak or do anything for 10 years but he's massive like they're massive and it's a really interesting story about highs it's really good i do recommend it even if you're not into sports just as a piece about people it's really fascinating yeah also as well i just saw this that his son, Brooklyn Beckham, and his wife have been tipped for a Netflix show now as well. Oh, Ooh, there you go. He's like, oh, that's inter- that'll be. I mean, that'll be interesting because I'm like, I say, same kind of realm, a bit of a documentary, mm. and like, yeah, I was like, oh, oh, this is happening. Like, kind of surprised you- they would be getting a a doc a, a, a documentary though because they've only been married for not that long, maybe about. About a year, about two, three years, maybe max. Who's this? What Brooklyn Beckham? He's a he's a married someone. Don't know, mate. Yeah, no, he's married. Yeah. I mean, Brooklyn's I don't know Beckham. if I'd watch a Netflix docu series or documentary that just doesn't have David in. He'll pop in. He'll be yeah. like a cameo. Very like, funny. Like what is it ad? Like I know, like Brooklyn. I know Brooklyn. He does. He like he's really into photography. That's what I know, and that his wife. What like does a bit of acting? Because mm. I remember him like some like big motel show and things like mm. that. But it's like with um, be saying that with like David probably pop in, pop into the documentary. Like you know when like Kanye was dating Kim and he'll just pop up in Keep Up the Kardashians very occasionally. Yeah, just hi, I'm Kanye. Bye. He's like Kanye's here. <laughs> Bye, Kanye. Yeah, exactly. Shakira could be an executive producer when they eventually make it. It'd be fine. Yeah, you can Will Smith it, can't he? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so what do you recommend on Netflix to watch this week? I recommend David Beckham. What do you recommend? Oh, I'd recommend it too. There we go. Well, I would. She hasn't seen it. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I'd recommend. To be fair, she's going to watch it. <laughs> no, great. Uh, what do you recommend on Disney Plus then? Um, Haunted Mansion and. Loki season two, of course. Oh, oh Loki season two. I'm surprised I got season two. Yeah, me too. I was too, to be fair, because I was kind of like anything else they had out when they started bringing out Marvel shows in 2021 only had like one season. But then I was like, oh, we're getting like a season two for Loki. I was like, I was excited for it. And like, it is 
it was a good premiere so far because I did watch it on Friday, but still, as I was watching, I was like, oh, oh, we're getting, like, my mind was going, like, did I have to watch the third Ant-Man movie to understand what's going on? Because mm. I didn't watch it, but then again, it's fine. I do find the Marvel shows quite frustrating now because, like, before you had to watch all the Marvel films to understand mm-hmm. most of them. But you could get by of not seeing some. But now there's so great the Marvel shows and all that stuff. Like, you have, like, for example, when they had the Ant Man, I didn't know that the main villain Ant Man was the main villain Loki. Oh. It was a big thing. Did you not know that? I didn't know because I didn't watch Loki because I don't sure? like Loki as a character. Oh. And I was like, oh, I've got to watch things I don't want to watch, so I know what's going on. It's too, it's too entwined now, I think. Yeah, there's too yeah, many. But to be fair, I do think like this like season premiere of Loki, it it definitely picks up from like the previous season. So I don't even think you would even have to had watch like like the new Ant Man movie to get what was going on. Be like, okay, same villain, all of that. Yeah, like it picks up off really well and plus have like really good new cast additions as well which is really impressive I think and finally what about Amazon Prime what would we recommend on Amazon Prime mm. let's see yeah, Amazon Prime I'm so happy that it's finally over this this, like, this movie series they finally brought out the last ever after movie which is called After Everything and I'm so happy they are finally finished with them I watched only one of those movies years ago, the first one. Did not like it. And then they had to bring out one every year. It's basically the movie series, which is based off of a fan fiction about Harry Styles. Except, like, with this movie, they changed the name to Harden. It's played by a different guy entirely. And, yeah, it's just... It's an interesting time if okay. you're a fan of those movies. That's bad. Well, if you want to watch something Amazon Prime, you want to watch a company fulfil their contractual obligations, <laughs> go on Amazon Prime and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> or if you need something more fun, and that's also a bit of a, a bit of a horror as well, you can also watch Totally Killer, which was a bit of a fun time, to be fair. There we go. Well, thank you very much, Siobhan. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Right. There you go, Siobhan, there, the weekly review. And with that, like always, it is time to oh, end the show. Already. Our very serious show today. Very serious. Uh, we'll probably, second hour, very few. Yeah, hopefully, next week. Obviously, the budget will be released on Tuesday, so mm-hmm. please keep an eye on that. It'll be 1 pm, they'll be announcing it. And next week, we'll be looking, hopefully, to dissect the budget when we know what's happening and work it out from there. That sounds fun. It does. Anyway, Sean, we should also, anything you want to say before we finish up? Not really. Okay. No, thanks, Wheatus. I appreciate you. And thanks, Haley. And thanks, everyone. And thanks, Siobhan. <laughs> Do you want some ice cream? <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks to Big Man Ice Cream Van outside the window blaring the music. That is literally like a bell for us to go. That's scary. Anyway, we should end the show. Before we go, we should say sorry to Ava Max. We didn't get hold of you. Oh. But to be fair, you weren't part of the budget. I checked. Me- you weren't part of this year's budget, not and you weren't budget. part of Wheatus, I checked as well. So Sadly. hopefully we'll get to you next week, but we do apologise not getting to this week. And on the way next is Claire Jones. If you want some easy listening music, please stay tuned because it's she's a lovely lady, great, great music. And if you like songs in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, we don't play that. She does. Lucky. So there you go. And we're going to end this show on a song by a very brilliant artist. It's simply Chandelier. Mr. Corsi Community Radio. And bye bye. We'll talk to you next week. Party girls, don't get hurt, can't feel anything. When will I-
I'm the one for a good time call.